Hoody ho. Hey guys, we are back. What episode is this? Episode 44. Um, I'm here just giving bullets uh scruff some uh some nice hard scratches. Now um, he wants his shukas. Now people don't know what shukas are. S H U C K A Z or S, don't matter. Um it's when you, you take your two fingers and you scratch underneath their chin. Shukas. Um Yeah, so he's getting some lovin's. Anyway, this episode uh, it's with my friend Ladarius. He's a good dude, man. I, I'm happy to get this done. Um, he's a very inspiring person, so I'm not going to sit here and babble like I normally do. And, uh, yeah, just enjoy my friend. Alright, guys, we are back with another episode. Um, so this guy I found, uh, started up an Instagram account, you know, slowly just kind of growing as one does. Or one account would do, um, with no really background or any fame. Um, but I was looking for other disabled people on there, and uh, I found this guy. He, you know, was very inspiring, and he, he was saying a lot of inspirational things. Uh, I didn't know a whole lot about him, so I just reached out to him, and we just kind of talked, and now we're here. Um, yeah, why don't you just tell me, uh, obviously, your name and, you know, where you're from. Uh, my name is Ladarius, and I'm originally from... Rocky Mount, small town called Rocky Mount, North Carolina, but now I currently reside in Georgia. I'm in Atlanta. Right. Um, so what is your what is your actual condition called? I was born with something called Golden Heart Syndrome. Okay. What what is that? Basically, it's a condition. Um, and I'm I'm pulling this off the the Children's Craniofacial website because I don't. I'm as I'm growing older, I'm still learning about it. Right. As, as well as myself. So to make sure that I give the most accurate description of really what it is, I'm going to um, be citing this off the children's craniofacial website. Okay. And sometimes it gets confused with um, hemofacial microsomia. And I may have missed that word all the way. I've never been able to say that word no, my whole not. entire life. <laughs> but um, it's a condition in which the lower half of one side of the face does not grow normally. And the most obvious sign of that is you know you either have a have a partially formed ear or total absence of the ear um it makes it you know it can cause neck problems it can cause problems with your heart um but for me how it affected me it affected my ear i was born without an ear on my left side um which is also called my crochet um it affected the left side of my face i can't really i don't really have as much movement on the left side of my face as I do the right. I can't close my left eye all the way. Um, the left side of my mouth doesn't move. And um, it affected my nose. My face is not symmetrical. It's very asymmetric. So that's one way how it affected me. Right. Now, is it, this is something I'm assuming you're born with, right? Correct. Uh, um, now... Um, when you, when was your first, I don't know, test with the world where you actually realized that you were different? For me, it had to be when I got in elementary school. It started as early as that when I realized I was different. I was just a kid, you know, kids, you want to play, you want to just make friends, you're excited about going to school. But for me, my excitement turned into like a nightmare because instantly they let me know that I was different 
from them. And, you know, we're all different. We all look different. So my young mind couldn't comprehend that. Um, you know, everybody was making fun of me for having one ear or, um, you know, they would tease me and make songs about it, call me names like Smush Face and, you know, just all little things that kids can do that can be mean. But from elementary school, that's when I really knew that I was different. Because growing up with my family, it never really made me feel any different. You know, I played with family members, played with cousins, and, you know, it was all good. And, you know, they never made me feel left out. So I thought it was going to be the same transition when I finally got to school, but it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, kids, all they need is a weird last name or something. So if you have something that's, like, outward uh with you know especially with your condition or my eyes or you know someone's on crutches or anything. I mean it's pretty much open season I mean it's it's yeah. it's cruel I really I mean I think I mean, I'm assuming you besides just some teasing did you go through some bullying Yes um people would just hit me for no reason or try to push me or you know just do anything they could to try to get a reaction out of me um poke me like especially when I wasn't bothering anyone they would just constantly, you know, just do things to me to try to get a reaction out of me to the point where they would make me cry, at, you know, at that young age because I couldn't understand why, why they would, why they were doing it to me. Right. And this, these are the type of things that I think people don't really try to look into, but these are the type of things that create these school shooters and these people that just end up losing it after so long, like. You know, I got called that when I was a kid in high school. I thought I was just like the crazy white kid that was going to shoot up the school because I was quiet and I didn't have a whole lot of friends and so on. Um, but it, it's it's unfortunate. Like, you know, again, you, that still doesn't mean you should do those type of things. But, um, but these are the type of like these are the type of situations that can be created or people that can be created from this type of stuff. Because, like I said, I mean, you know, I'm sure you probably were just a nice little kid that just wanted to play with his toys and just kind of survive in this world. But uh, life, yeah, I mean, challenges it, you. it was to the point where um, I can remember I was in first grade. Um, it was like one day I just had enough and I ran home from school and I, you know, I begged and pleaded with my mom to please don't let me go back to that school. You know, like I would just come home like begging, like, why do I have to go to school? Please don't make me go back. I do anything, but don't make me go back to this school. Right, I'm sure your home was probably like your safe space. You can get away from it. It was. How, how old are you? I'm currently now. I'm 28. I'll be 29 in June. Right, so we're a couple years apart. But you know, you, I graduated like right before the. I mean, the internet was. I graduated in 08, but the internet was, you know, a thing. But it wasn't, you know, social media. Like MySpace was still like getting big then. So you didn't have the worry really to go home and then see your pictures up on the internet and people saying horrible things. Once you left school, you were kind of safe. Uh, right. Was that your case or did you hit that point where the schooling was still bad for social media too? No, yeah, that, that was that was my case. Um, you know, my home was my safe space. And, um, right. you know, once I got home, like you said, social media wasn't really – that big then um like it is now especially in the age where we have iphones and we have you know androids and where people can just take your picture and post it and you know try to be funny we that wasn't the world that i grew up in so mostly for me it was just school or if i went out in public now i didn't really have much 
bullying in public because, you know, obviously I would be with, a, a, you know, adults. But, you know, it didn't stop the stares. It didn't stop the laughs, you know, the pointing and things like that. Right. Yeah. Um, terrible question to ask. But has some? have you ever seen someone do that as far as put your picture up online in a joking way? No, I haven't. I haven't. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm surprised I haven't as of yet because there have been instances, even like in my teenage years or, you know, even in my adult years, it's been times where I've seen people pull out phones and, you know, try to sneak and take pictures of me. So I'm actually surprised I haven't seen it as yet. Does it mean it's not out there? Right, no, right. it doesn't. But I just haven't seen it. Uh, I mean, that's a plus. Um, right. What did, was there, did you have any anger issues or anything as a child, just from all the tormenting? Um, no, I didn't, I didn't have any anger issues. I was more sad than anything. How, yeah, and I wasn't really wasn't really an angry person, right. but more just sad. Yeah, now was your? I mean, you seem to be close to your family. Did was there? A, did you have a nice supporting cast behind you? I did. My mom, my grandmother, my stepfather, my brothers. Um, you know, I had some cousins that I was close to. Um, you know, when I was around them, everything was everything. You know, it was lovely. But it's like when I got back to school, it's like oh. Oh my God. <laughs> right, right. Um, did it get any better through high school or, or you know, junior high school or um it really got better um junior high, maybe seventh grade, sixth grade. Now I had friends, you know, I had some friends that was like, you know, we don't care what you look like, you're a cool person. Right, right. But you know, I still had certain instances or whatever. And my hometown is small, so by that time, a lot of people had really got to know me. Right. And, you know, the ones who wanted to know me. And um, But high school was cool. You know, I had a, a normal high school life that I would say when I was in North Carolina. But when I moved to Georgia, things changed. It kind of, it, you know, I was used to, um, I went to three different high schools in Georgia. And that was okay. You know, I, I made friends with, you know, certain people who wanted to associate with me. Um, but it was one school that I went to, you know, it was like elementary all over again, minus the people touching me. Because at this point, I'm like, we're older now, you know, you know, you can, you can, I'm not, the way my mindset was set up, you can talk, you can talk all you want about me. They're just words, but don't put your hands on me. Right. Because, you know, that creates another problem. Yeah, but, of course. Um, you know, yeah, I had people in high school starting rumors saying that I looked the way I looked because I was in a fire, um, that, or that, you know, people assumed that my mom was on drugs or even when people saw me because I had a face for different deaths, it was, it was a teacher. My mom was enrolling me for classes. Um, she might not have been, she, she might've been a guidance counselor and she wasn't talking to me. She was talking to my mom. She, everything that she could have asked me, she asked my mom because she assumed that I was special needs. Right, right. My mom had to let her know he, he's not special needs. You know, um, you know, she she figured that I couldn't talk or I couldn't talk on my own. Like I needed someone to speak for me. Mm-hmm. And same thing that I went to elementary, you know, but it was just on a higher level. Something that I thought that I wouldn't have to deal with dealing with older people but i was wrong 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, I've talked about this before on other episodes where, um, you know, my mom, as a, you know, when I was a child, she would say, you know, listen to the teacher, listen to the adults because they're always right. And then you find out somewhere when you're not that old, you know, somewhere, you know, around 12, 13, you start to realize, yeah, adults are not always right. And actually, they're just as shitty as the kids are in some instances. Um, yeah, it, it's, you know, it, it's very frustrating. And I, I think I think every disabled person has come, has had some sort of incident with someone referring to us as special needs uh, when, we're right. not, when we're not. Um, and it doesn't matter how many big words come out of your mouth. It doesn't matter anything. They just, once they see something that they're uncomfortable with, it's like, oh, then there's something wrong with him. Right. Yeah. And it, it's, yeah, it, it, that's where it becomes a problem. Um, now you said how some people would kind of, yeah, did people kind of talk to your mom, like talking around you? Yes. And even, even now, like in my married life, they, when my wife and I go out to eat, if they have to, if, if it's something that about me, like, let's say they want to know what I want to drink, they'll ask my wife, they'll say, what does he have? And she'll say, he can talk for himself. Right. You know, have to let them know. Yeah. That, I've, I've had that with my family and people I dated and what it's, yeah. And, and, and it's, it sucks because like you try to be a good person every day, but there's so many days where you just want to just lose it. Um, where it's just like when they talk around you, it's like, what, what makes it about me that you don't want to refer to me? Right. Uh, just, just, just see, at least, at least test it out. Now, if, if no words come out of my mouth and there's a weird up pause or something, and I'm not giving you any feedback. Okay. At least you tried, but you know, yeah. So, um, which is, it, you actually led into something I wanted to talk to. Like, how is your, obviously you're married, but what, what, what has your, your dating life been like? before that um i i never i haven't dated a lot of girls or you know i haven't dated a lot um there were there were people that i tried to date you know you know i'm straightforward my confidence has kind of always been like you know i wouldn't say high or like cocky or anything but like i thought of myself just like I'm just like everybody else you know I don't see myself no different you know I'm just like everyone else so if I saw somebody that I like I would approach them you know they would kindly turn me down and that was fine I mean I even had one girl that told me she was like uh no you're ugly um but it's okay you might look better when you get older and I was like (laughs) you know I was like you know a simple no would have sufficed but my dating life you know the women that I've dated or um They've always, they've always been subject to. Um, they've always gotten the backlash of because of who I was. Like, oh, why are you dating him? Or um, what's wrong with you? Or what do you see in him? Or you know, you should have stayed with such and such because they look better, way better than him. You know, so I've always had to deal with things like that in my dating life from not from the people that I was necessarily dating, but their family or their friends or things like that. Right. And women can be very catty because they're very, they're in competition with each other. Right. So it's like, Oh, you're dating him. Why? You could have done better. And, and uh, Exactly. Yeah. Um, so what, what, how did you meet your wife? 
my wife and I, we actually met in high school. Um, but she was dating someone at the time and I was dating someone at the time. And we weren't really, I wouldn't really say we were friends in high school. We just had a class together and I would talk to her sometimes. And um, I ended up moving to Georgia and she moved to Georgia and we just connected. Like, she's like, hey, I didn't know you were in Georgia. Um, you know, and then we just connected like that. And it was just, you know. Sounds like fate. It's been, yeah, it did. It, it, and the crazy thing is we have the same birthday and everything. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's fate. Um, <laughs> how long you been together? Um, we've been together seven years, married six. Well, it'd be six years on the 15th of this month. Well, good thing you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, we could kind of delve into the mental health stuff. Like, what what are some of your, your darkest days been like? Um, some of my darkest days, that, um, you know, when I was younger, um, my mental health was horrible because when I allowed people to I allowed people to, you know, control my life. If someone said, well, you should do this or, you know, I would do it. Or I didn't have no identity because I was just like, I wanted to please people because I felt like if I pleased people, people would accept me because I hadn't, I hadn't really accepted myself. My whole thing was I was just looking for validation from my peers. And, you know, that became very depressing for me um, because I was going out of my way to please people who still didn't, care if I was dead or alive and um and um I I went through like a really dark you know a dark space in my life where I would just be asking God why me you know why did you give me this life or why did you just put me here on earth to struggle like you know who wants to live this life you know take me away from all of this like it, I, all of my mind was like, why me, why me, why me? Why did I have to go through this? Why couldn't I just have a normal life, a normal childhood, uh, things like that? That was, that was a really dark time for me um, during that period. And I just had to realize that I'm stressing myself out over people, over people who don't matter to me because the ones who, the ones who love me, love me for me. And that's all that matters. I don't need a hundred people to like me. I don't need a hundred people to love me. And, but it's because the ones I have are worth more than that. You know, I love myself. I had to learn how to love myself to get out of that. I had to find the beauty in myself. I, you know, if people thought I was ugly, I couldn't think that I was ugly because I thought I was ugly. I, it was the time where I couldn't even look in the mirror, you know, I, w- I would not look in the mirror because I did not like the person that I saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, you know, that's very, yeah, it gets very dark. Um, I think you know, I've been through that and yeah, it doesn't matter how you see yourself <clears throat> or, <clears throat> excuse me, or how other people see you. Cause if some people, you get a couple of compliments, that's nice, but there's always those one or two that are just horrible and you remember them and then, somehow that sticks with you if they make fun of whatever like with me with my eyes and it's like that's how I'll always see it at least for that time frame and so I'll just right. sit there and just constantly peck at myself and I'll keep seeing it that way instead of trying to see it in a different way I just I'm, I'm lost in the negativity um, right yeah it, it, it becomes a huge problem because um, I've, I've talked about just 
going down those dark roads of just constantly just beating the hell out of yourself. And, you know, it's, you know, being disabled and all that going through it, like, you know, being older now, I can appreciate everything I've been through. Um, but uh-huh. it's, it's very hard to appreciate a journey that's very bumpy. But now, older, I can I can look at everything I've been through and I go like, this is how I'm here now. This is why I'm the person I am. But um, like, how do you how do you look at like what you've been through and your condition? Like, do you do you appreciate it more or do you still hate it? Or um, I appreciate it more. You know, um, my thing was I was so society has a standard. You know what I'm saying? And I had right. to realize that I'm not going to base my life off what society tells me I should look like. I was born this way for a reason. You know, um, I've been through what I've been through, yeah, but I got through it. I'm still getting through it. So it's obviously a reason that I'm getting through it. My my um, my life is not in vain. You know, everything that, I'm, that I've been through is, is not in vain. And... Um, so I just look at like everything that I've been through and like, if only I knew, you know, know now what I, you know what I'm saying. If only I know what I know now, right. things would have been different, you know. Hindsight, so yeah. my journey has taught me how to love myself genuinely. My journey has taught me how to appreciate who I am, um, every part of me. My journey has taught me how to just appreciate life, the fact that I'm still here and just that I have to understand that I'm not going to be everyone's cup of tea and that's fine. I don't have to be, but you know, as long as, as long as I'm comfortable with who I am, as long as I love myself and you know, um, I don't know what anyone's faith or religion is or or as long as God is pleased with me, then I'm happy. Yeah. Does, does it help you now, now that you're with a person who loves you and, and, you know, they desire you and they, you know, care about you and they make you feel attractive? Does that play a part in, in you feeling better about it now? Um, Not that you needed her validation, but it is nice, especially from when you're wanting to be with somebody and someone loves you back and finds you attractive and they tell you that you're beautiful and you actually know that they mean it. Um, does that play a part in you feeling more confident and more attractive just to your own self? I would say it plays a small part, um, you know, because, you know, like you said, it does feel good to have someone who loves you back genuinely because um, my wife and I had this discussion the other day. Growing up, I never thought I would be married. You know, I was like, who's going to want to be seen with me? You know, that's how I would think about myself. So it's like the fact that I am married, it's still shocking to me because this isn't nothing that I expected. I didn't expect to find someone who who would genuinely love me because I didn't think I was worthy of it. You know, I didn't think I deserved it because of everything that I had to hear about me growing up. I was like, ain't nobody going to want to deal with me. So I had already said in my mind, that I was going to be a loner for the rest of my life. So I I guess it does play like some small part in it um, because it lets me know that despite what I thought about myself, it's somebody out there who thought the world of me. Right. Yeah. And it it helps to, so you don't sit around and hate women or hate people like, you know, especially that you have a good mom and then just good family and friends in your life that, 
you know, because that's how you get to a closed off world and you just hate everyone and then you're violent or, or just angry in general. Uh, yeah. And that's not a good place to be. No. Um, how's your, how's your mental health like these days? Um, for the most part, I just try to stay positive. Um, I'm not perfect. I have my days. Um, I say that the past two weeks have been kind of rough for me mentally. Um, I don't really know why. I don't really know what triggered it. I don't know if it's the season, but I've just, I've been feeling down about myself. And, you know, um, I have been feeling unworthy of things. I have been feeling, um, you know, I just haven't been feeling, you know, I've just been feeling just like a, just blah. Just how I've been feeling the past few weeks, which is why I really haven't done um, any videos. Because right. I'm like, how can I, how can I give an encouraging word or, you know, say something positive when I don't feel it? Right. And I always want to be transparent. You know, if I do do a video during this time, it's going to be, you know, me being transparent, letting people know, like, hey, this is the reason why I haven't been doing videos. So I've been trying to do things to, like, keep myself busy, um, think of positive things, play music that's, you know, positive to me to try to lift myself up. Do you, have you, you know, not to get too personal, but have you communicated with your wife of how you've been feeling lately? Um, yes, we we have open dialect when any one of us is feeling, you know, not so sure about anything. So, yeah, I, I have spoken with her about it. Yeah, I mean, I know you feel I've, I've kind of been in a little fog lately and it, it comes and goes and there's days I feel really good and there's days I don't. And, um, and it, it, some of it is just very unrealistic. That's part of the reason why I hate yes. anxiety so much because it, it, it just won't stop. So that's why I take medication yes. for that. But like... My depression, even though some of my, de most of my depression is pretty realistic, uh, but it, it, yeah, sometimes it's just, you don't really know why you're down, but then like it starts picking at you for things where you'll just, like if you didn't have a father in your life, you'll just start crying about not having a father in your life or, or, or whatever. You'll just start worrying about things that you never worried about before. And it's just, it's, it's out of nowhere. And you just, you sit in this fog and you're like, why am I mad? Or why am I, why am I sad? Um, right, and it just kind of hovers over you until something eventually gets you out of it. But sometimes it's it sometimes it's quick, and sometimes it just stays there. Right, and so yeah, That's true. Yeah, no, I, I know exactly how you feel. I mean, it's maybe it hasn't been the last few weeks, but just the last couple of days, it's just been like I'm looking for something. I mean, I've also been kind of sick. I had a cold, but you know, I mean, I try to look for some things to inspire me, and I just kind of haven't found anything. Um, right, right. So even like a lot of the podcast episodes I put out, I already had pre-recorded uh, a few weeks ago. So like my moods then were more positive. Whereas, you know, and again, I mean, I'm good mood for now for this, but you know, sometimes some of the reactions people get from what I do on the podcast, it's like right then. But um, yeah, the last couple of days it's just eh, I don't know what the problem is. Um, what have you ever met anyone else with your condition? I actually have, and uh, um, I grew uh, like I said, the town I grew up in was very small. Um, I had never, you know, as far as I knew, it was just this was just how I was born. I didn't know of the condition until you know I started doing research. You know, the older I got, the more I wanted to know because I'm like, it's got to be something more than this. I was just born this way, you know. So 
Um, I actually met a girl here in Atlanta. Um, and she's a big disability advocate. Um, very inspiring. Her name is Rashira. And, um, she, she does a, um, she has a blog and she's written a book. Um, she's the founder foundation. It's called beauty with a twist. And, um, she was born, she was born with golden heart syndrome as well. And when she saw me on Facebook, she reached out to me because she, she was like, she told, she said, she told her mom, like, Hey, this, this guy looks like me. And, you know, she opened my, I, I never knew of the, it was a craniofacial association. I didn't know about the different craniofacial organizations. Um, and she, and, you know, inspired me to talk to my doctor. And that's when I really got the, you know, the official diagnosis or whatever. But I didn't know about a golden heart syndrome until I was maybe 25. So I just went all my life thinking this was just how I was born. You know, it's nothing for This is just me. Until mm-hmm. I realized it's a whole community of people out there like me. Wow. Now, is that in your condition? Is, is it some sort of defect from pregnancy? I believe so. Because, it, like I said, this was just how I was born. You right, know, right. I came out of the womb like this. Right. Um, so what, how does that make you feel now knowing that there are a bunch of people out there and, and, you know, especially someone like her who's inspiring and, uh, is kind of doing very similar things to you or is she the reason why you started doing what you're doing now? She, I have always said that I wanted to do something like this, but she gave me the push to like, Hey, use your voice, you know? We need more people with our voices because I always felt like my voice wouldn't make a difference. You know, who am I? You know, but she, she encouraged me. She inspired me to start using my voice and not be afraid to use my voice. So I would say that she encouraged me. Like it made me, it made me feel like I'm not alone. You know, it's people out there like, Hey, it's people out there who understand exactly how I felt or how I'm feeling. Right. No, that's great. Because you can talk to people, you know, who don't really know because they don't have to deal with these things. But when you have somebody to talk to who knows exactly what you've been through, um, it, it makes it it makes a difference. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, you know, I mean, it, it took me a minute to even like someone the other like a couple weeks ago called me like oh you're an advocate for people with disabilities and like I actually wanted to kind of denounce that going no but I'm like yeah I I actually am um because you definitely are advocate everything that you do I I think is awesome you know you use your voice I know you have days where you just feel like you know you probably feel like it's not getting anywhere but you know keep doing what you're doing keep pushing what you're doing because it I'm telling you it makes a difference no, I know. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, and I, and I, but that's that's another thing that I like that I do is that I I don't just show the happy times. <clears throat> I think a lot of us tend right. to, and some of us try to cover up the mental health stuff, or they try to cover up just the dark days, and it's like, no, man, that's not that's not our real that's not a realistic life to us. Like, it doesn't mean we're all miserable. That doesn't mean we're all angry or sad, but. 
we go through a lot of crap, even when we're happy, even when we we're married or we have someone that loves us or we have a bunch of people that love us and we have money or we have whatever. Um, I do okay in my life financially and, and so on. Like I have a decent life. Um, but you know, I'm not always happy. Um, and, 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 you know, it's frustrating because I just did an episode with a woman who was blind and, and also homeless. And it's like, you know, I have a bed to sleep in and, and, you know, I try to, I try to appreciate everything I have, but you know, there's still days where I just find ways to say you're ugly or find ways to say you're this and that. And so, um, you know, I, th- I think it's disingenuous if people don't share the full throttle of what they're going through. Right. And that's right. Cause it's, we do have those days because it's been times that I told my wife, I was like, Hey, you know, if you were, if you ever decided to leave me, I would understand, you know, because I felt like, I felt like I was a burden in her life. You know, every time we went out, we had to worry about the stairs and, you know, the things like that from people. And I was like, you didn't sign up for this. You don't deserve to have to go through this. So if you ever wanted to leave me, I, I wouldn't be upset. Yeah. And these were, you know, these were things like, because sometimes when it happens, it's either, it's either I'll let it roll off my back or I dwell on it. It's just, it's not like no in between where it, it's either I'm going to do one extreme, or just let it roll off my back or I'm going to dwell on the situation and then I'm going to feel bad and then I'm going to, you know, get in a funk and then I'm going to, you know, just, just feel like I'm just in everybody's way and, I just want to be alone. So you're right. A lot of times, you know, you know, a lot of people don't show the bad times or don't talk about the bad times or the times where we don't know or we're we're not certain about life and things like that. So that was good. Well, and you and I are going down a, a, a rabbit hole of, you know, someone told me when I started this, like, and they were disabled when they said, you know, the person who said this, but they said, you know, like, I don't know how long you're going to be to, to sustain this topic because disabledness is not sexy. And now I know what they were saying and they're in a way they're right. Um, because it's not something people want to talk about. They want to talk about celebrity gossip or presidential candidates and all this garbage, you know, all the distractions that keep us from actually making real progress in this world. You know, like at one point you and I weren't supposed to talk together. You're, you're black. I'm white. You know, like we're two guys. You know, it's just, there's shit that, that gets in the way that people just think, oh, we're not supposed to like each other. We're not supposed to do this. And we're supposed to just kill each other and so on and so on. And it's like, you know, like when, right. when do we stop this shit? Like when do we actually change uh, the perception and we actually do what's right and not, what's popular or what's been done over the years. It's the reality of it is like, yeah, disabled stuff stuff is not sexy to the world, but it should be, you know, like people should know what we go through because we, we go through more shit than anyone else does. Um, and life and life is not made for us, but we find a way to find a way to, to live in it. Um, you know, it's not easy for, and again, depending on your condition, but still, no matter what your condition is, your life is some is, is hard in some way, shape, or form. Um, but yeah, it, it's you know, like I said, it 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 has its good days, but you know, like I said, there's there's a lot of bad days. Um, what I was gonna ask you is like, have you or could you? Do you think, 
you know, you, you're with your wife, do you feel like you can kind of create some sort of bubble around you where you two can just enjoy your life and be, you know, in bliss and happiness and kind of block out all the nonsense? Um, yeah. And that, that's what we try to do. You know, I don't let it stop me from going out, but, um, we, you know, we don't let it stop us from going out, um, or anything like that. But one thing I try to do is just, I try to enjoy the moment. Like if I'm with her and most of the time she'll get more upset about it than me because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm used to it, you know, but she's like, no, that's not right. You know, no one should be used to that. You know, people shouldn't be ignorant. We're all human. You know, so most of the time she'll be more bothered by it than I am. Yeah. And you're, and, um, you're more used to it than her too. Exactly. So, yeah, that's that's how that goes. No, that's good though, but that, that's kind of what you need. Like, it, I'm sure it's probably easier when she's around than not now because it's like you can kind of play off of her and you can live your life and it's almost like you don't even have to really address the world around you. Other than the right. interactions of, you know, making a payment or, or, or whatever, ordering some food. But other than that, it's like you live your life with her and through her and everything around you is kind of pointless. Um, even though there are, you know, some good people out there. But, you know, the majority of people can be dicks. Right. Um, so, yeah, so like what, just kind of to now, what, besides, you know, your friend, what, really made you kind of kind of speak up and actually say the things that you say on your Instagram? Um, really because because of, I know who I am now. And, you know, I'm not afraid anymore. Um, I'm not afraid of what social media, people on social media say. That's one thing that held me back for a long time, too, because like we spoke about earlier, the internet is different now than it was when, you know, when it first came out, when we were using dial-up, you know, you don't now have people who don't care what they say. It's, you know, as long as they're behind their keyboard, they feel safe to say and do whatever. Oh, yeah. um, trolls, basically. And so that was something that stopped me for a long time for doing videos because I'm like, I don't want to get up here and then the first thing, you know, people do is talk about my appearance, you know, because I don't know if I'll be able to handle that. But now that I know who I am and I'm comfortable with myself, I don't care about what they say. You know, I've had a few trolls, um, mostly on my TikTok. Um, but, you know, I just let it roll off my back. Yeah. Because it's to, for me, it's to be expected. And it's sad that it's to be expected. But because I expect it, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Right. What do you what do you feel like your overall message is in those videos? Just positivity. My overall message is just to be positive. You know, show kindness. You know, choose kindness. No matter, you know, if someone has a disability or not, you should still be kind. And, you know, not to take advantage of others. Like, these are things we should be doing as people anyway. Right. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how many people seem to care about what other people do. It's right. like, who cares? It's like, because you'll, you'll see groups that are fighting for their cause and then they'll make fun of gay people or someone. And it's like, you can't do one without the other. You, you got, you need right. each other. Like, that's the problem. Like, and everything that divides us, like even just with you and I, black and white, like all the crap in the middle. And there's plenty of white and black people that get along that will never get reported. 
But in general, it's like they, they put all this stuff in front of you. What people don't seem to understand is if white and black people were completely united, they would actually have to make real change. You're not going to make real change by yeah. one on one side and one on the other side, and they're both just screaming at each other. That's what they want. Um, and that's the same thing what I was trying to tell you what we were talking about earlier about you know, with disabled people, like if we all just came together as one group, because they, they want to see us as that guy on the, lo- you know, the wheelchair logo. So it's like, well, why don't we actually come together and then we can show them when we, when we branch out and we can show them that we're all different. But for now, let's actually just be a strong unit and let's get some shit done. Um, and, and, and we can do it because like I said, there's plenty of groups out there that actually get stuff done. Uh, whether you agree with what their causes are or not, they get stuff done. Whereas we don't have one because we're, we all kind of run to our corner and it's like, okay, I'll be over here. I'm the deaf group and I'm the blind group and I'm this. And we just run to those groups. And then by that basically divide and conquer because those groups are so much smaller by themselves. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, what, uh, what was I going to ask you? What, what do you, what do you feel like your responsibility is as a person with a disability and being an advocate? Like, what do you think your responsibility is? That's a good question. I never really thought about what my responsibility is, but, you know, I feel like my responsibility is to, um, just to show that all disability doesn't look the same. You know, like you just said, show that we're all different. Um, my responsibility is to show that just because I'm disabled or, you know, you classify me as disabled doesn't mean that I'm you know, unable to do anything. Um, my responsibility is to show people that um, that I um, that I do have a voice, and that I matter, that I'm important. Yeah. And people like me are important. You know, everyone is important. But because if someone, if the average person was to see me, they would um, think, you know, they they wouldn't pay any attention to me or you know, they would they would look at me as useless. Right. Um, how most people look at me. But so my responsibility is to let them know that I'm not useless. I'm worthy just like just like you. I'm human just like you. Right. Yeah. No, I mean I think once once you start picking up a microphone or whatever, once you start speaking, especially for the community, it's like, yeah, we have a responsibility because there's not enough of us doing it. Um, yeah, right. there's some of us out there, but there's not enough. And, you know, I think, you know, for me, my biggest thing has always been unity. Like, let's just bridge the gap between all the disabilities and let's just try to make some real change. Um, you know, I, I got on the front page of our paper here in town cause I joined a council. Um, and it's like, it's this council downtown for like discrimination against people with disabilities. Like when it comes to transportation, just certain things. And I spoke up right. about how the bus company treats a lot of the visually impaired and, and elderly and just, um, and certain things. And, and it, you know, I guess the, I guess the meeting I was in the mayor and the town was there. I didn't know. Uh, and so uh-huh. I spoke up and it got front page news and now the bus people know who I am. Um, right. and again, I, I wasn't looking for that. Yeah. Thank you. I, I wasn't looking for that cause I knew it was recorded, but I didn't never knew it was going to get out. But now I am happy that it did because they, they left one of my friends who's completely blind. They left them a couple blocks away from the jo- his job and they didn't want to pick him back up. Um, and that's dangerous. Yeah, it's horrible. And and they he called them and they basically kept saying, what, do you want to go across the street? You do this, do that. He kept, every time they would give him an option, he would say, I'm blind. 
And so then at some point they just said, screw it. Well, we, we don't know how to help you. And they hung up. And, uh, and that's the kind of shit that some of us have to deal with. That's very, it's, it's easily, to, it's easy to avoid that. So, um, stuff like that needs to be spoken about. And it's like, we can make change and I'm a nobody, you know, like maybe 200 people listen to my podcast, but and again, that's still a decent amount, but it, it has no merit unless people right. actually fight with me. Um, and we can't just keep talking in the shadows or we can't keep saying like, Oh, you know, or, you know, we want to raise our hand, but we're too afraid to like, we have to speak up. If we don't, we're not going to make any change. You and I are just two people. We, we may be able to make a difference in our own lives and maybe in a couple others, but to make the actual full step of putting us out in the, you know, public and showing what we can do, it's going to take way more than two of us or, you know, a hundred or whatever. Right. That's true. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's tiring because, you know, like I said, it, it's great that, you know, you and I connect and, you know, we can support each other and so on and, you know, I've been finding people over my journeys and, and by doing this over the last past eight, nine months. But um, but it's amazing how many people just kind of push it to the sides. Like, well, you know, I don't know. I'm not a podcast guy or I'm not this. It's like, yeah, but you're disabled and you're tired of how people treat you, right? Okay, then. So then why can't you support this? I'll support whatever your thing is. I don't care what it is. I'll support it. I've supported people's podcasts that I don't even like or are boring or whatever, but just because they're disabled, I'll give them 20 minute listen just so it makes them happy that someone out there is listening to their stories. Um, and I, and I always let, you know, like with you, like I'll let you, you know, in the link, I'll put your Instagram and all that. Cause I don't, I don't want to do this shit alone. I need you just like you need me and, and, and everyone else out there that's going through this. Um, right. You know, right. Um, what was I going to ask you now? Do you, can you look at your disability and actually be thankful that it's not another disability? It's kind of a shitty question, but you know, like with me, like I can look at the fact that I'm not completely blind and I have some sight so I can go, okay, at least I'm not blind. Uh, or at least I have my leg. Like you, like for so long, it's hard to like look at yourself in the mirror and just go like, like probably for a while you, you think you're like the ugliest person in the world or you're the worst off person in the world. But in reality, you're not like you can see you. You can hear, you can walk, you can do a lot of things. Um, but yeah, can you can you actually now look at yourself and like be happy that really maybe you're not as worse off as you thought you were when you were a child? Um, no, I never really thought about it like that. Um, I, I you know I always heard people tell me you know there there's always somebody who has it worse than you do, and you know that is true. But I never really sat and thought, like, you know, well, I'm glad I, you know, I may have this, but um, at least I don't have that, you know, because I, my personal opinion to say something like that or to think something like that is to be like, you know, devaluing someone else's condition. You know what I'm saying? If that yeah, makes yeah. sense. No, I got um, So, yeah, I never really, I never really thought of it, thought of it like that because you know, someone, we all have our, we all have our own struggles, you know? So right, right, right. you just, I don't know. I never, that's something I never really thought about. No, that's but, fine. Yeah, like I said, I just always heard the term, you know, there is someone who always has it worse than you. And that is true. Right. You know, but it's not really something that I really thought about. Right. And I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. It's not to really devaluate them. To me, it's more like, because there's people who, who see us who are not disabled and they do get inspired by us because it's like, look, 
I'm not blind or look, I'm not, you know, I don't have any facial structure problems or I don't, I can walk or I can do this. And I'm sitting here bitching about because my boyfriend left me or, you know, or whatever, someone, my pet died or whatever. It doesn't mean what I'm going through isn't bad, but it's like, at least I'm not blind or at least I'm not this. Um, and for me, it's like, you know, I worked with some blind people and it made me go like shit. Like some days I'm, I'm, I should be more grateful that I have some sight. Um, maybe it's not great, but it's better than that person over there. And I'm sitting here bitching and complaining. It's more of like of a motivational tool just to kind of get you out of your funk. Yeah, I get what you're saying. So you kind of look at it as like, you know, um, I'm complaining about this, but this person, you know, they can't see at all. Right. And I can see, and they find reasons to be happy. Why can't I? Right. I mean, there's people who have literally had acid thrown on them. Their whole face is melted. Um, you know, or whatever. Like I remember seeing that girl uh, that had her face ripped off by the monkey and she just had like a whole hole in her face. It's like, I see that and I go like, my God, like that girl's got to be suffering um, miserably because she's had struggling to breathe. And I just remember that vivid story and I'm like, man, like it's horrible. And for someone like you, like, yeah, like you went through torment. You, you know, you, you have to look at yourself and you have to try to find beauty in what you are, even though you are, it's just... It's hard to see, especially when the world is telling you what you're, you know, the complete opposite. Um, right. But when you can see someone who is worse off, it's like, well, shit, like, yeah, it doesn't mean my situation isn't bad, but it's like, man, like, I can breathe, I can function way more than that person over there. And it's like, maybe I should just be grateful that, you know, I have a face at all, regardless if it's, you know, whatever, morphed or, or a certain defect. It, at least I have a face, you know, some people don't. Um, and yeah, I think there is, there is always someone worse off. Uh, and, and that's why it's like, we all have to take care of each other. Um, you know, people always refer to us as the special, you know, like we're special needs or whatever, but it's like, we got to take care of them too. Cause there's something yeah. amazing about them. Like they're going through their shit too. Um, and it's like, as I said, we just got to look out for each other. It's, it's, it, it's, it's not that right. hard. Right. Um, so, yeah, uh, just kind of in closing, like, do you have any kind of messages out there for anybody? It doesn't have to be disabled, but anybody going through some shit or, uh, you know, doing their self-reflecting and as we do. But do you have any message for anyone out there? Just kind of. Um, my main shit. thing would just be, you know, just to find love in yourself. You know, stop looking for the world to love you. Um don't get so wrapped up in trying to please people and please those around you that you lose yourself because I've been there. And once you lose yourself and that's not a good feeling. So just learn to love, learn to self love, learn to care about yourself, you know, learn how to genuinely love yourself, not just say, Oh, I love myself, but genuinely love yourself. And, you know, just know that you are here for a reason you know nothing you are not here on accident you are here right now on this you know for a very uh reason so just remember that and that's that's really all i got to say i got you well, i appreciate this buddy i really do um yeah i know it's i know it's kind of hectic getting in touch and i was like oh man i don't want them to think i've been knowing them but days have been crazy on this end <laughs> no you're good I, I i had faith i knew you'd get around to me eventually i wasn't worried about it um i mean like i said i have a bunch of episodes done anyway so it's like 
if it was a couple like a month or two from now, I'd probably be panicking. But in general, I usually keep finding people. But I really wanted to get yours out as soon as possible, just because of you know, like I said, I enjoy your videos and try to watch everyone when I get a chance. And um, like I said, I think you're very. I just appreciate it. Yeah, I think you're a very inspiring guy. Um, you're very needed for our cause. Um, you know, like I said, you're you're a very well spoken guy, and it sucks that some people don't want to take the chance to look at that just based on your outward appearance. But uh, I think you're going to reach plenty of people. And um, like I said, you ever need a friend or need someone to talk to? You know, I don't care about the views. I don't care about. I mean, I love my podcast, but in general, like I didn't do this just to get you on it. Like I said, after this, we can talk. And uh, you need something, just please holler. Don't don't worry about it. Okay, and same here, you know, we have each other's numbers now, so if you need anything, you know, just want to shoot shoot a message to check on me, you know, anything, I'm I'm always around. I got you. You got a lifetime friend in me. Same here, brother. Uh, same here. Um, you take okay. you take care, and uh, I'll let you know when this comes out, all right? All right, you too. All right, brother. Bye. All right. Oh, that was good, guys. Um... Sorry if I'm a little like babbly today. I'm I'm just tired from work. Uh, but yeah, Ladaris, he's a, he's a great dude. I, I found him on Instagram, and I just I always watch his videos. He's always saying um, very honest shit. Like he really points it out. Like if you come into a room and someone says, you know, hey, fat guy is in the room, and and then someone tries to do a fat joke, it's like, why can you do that? He already addressed the elephant in the room. And what are you gonna do? Um, and so he just kind of goes right to the source and he just goes, look, like, yeah, I got this problem. People look at my face. People think this is whatever. And, um, you don't like it. I like it. And, uh, I think I'm a beautiful person. I think I'm a good guy. So if you don't like it, you know, that's your fucking problem. So I, I love that. It's very empowering. Um, he's, he's a really good guy. And I was happy to finally get this done. Um, so yeah, guys. Um, just continue to keep this up. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to keep me sane. And like I said, I'm just, I'm just appreciative that I'm finding all these awesome people. And, uh, yeah. All right. I'm babbling and bullets laying here purring and, you know, he's not causing any hectic problems anymore. Are you? No. Hopefully the mic is picking up his purr. Yeah. All right. I can hear it. So. Anyway, guys, I will see you on episode 45. Um, thanks for all your support. Uh, I really appreciate it. It means everything to me. So, um, And supporting all these great people. That's what I care about the most, honestly. Um, so, yeah, guys, I'll see you next week. And um, boo-boo.